one shot, now the future for sure. Let's go. Yeah, I was building on the lecture. Versus coming daily under pressure. Working on the plot and the scheme. The true stock trademark is at the edge of your dreams. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another Startup Band podcast. I'm still in Dublin. Graham is still in London. For now, you're getting ready to come back to Dublin, I believe. Yeah, actually, by the time this goes out, I will be. I'll be back in Ireland, not Dublin. Um, oh yeah, back in Ireland, I just say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, look, obviously, I wanted to go back to Ireland. It's been. I usually go back every four weeks, um, four or five weeks, but it's been months. Obviously, lockdown. Um, I think everyone knows that, but. I wanted to go back, and obviously the rules in Ireland for anyone in the UK that does know, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Um, and this isn't a light touch quarantine. It's funny, actually. You, you, if, if I come to England, I don't have to go into quarantine. I but know. if you come here, you have to go into quarantine for 14 days. 14 days, and and it's a, it's a, it's a pretty substantial fine. Basically, when you land at the port, you have to submit documents, uh, the registration of my car, my first name, last name, uh, date of birth, and the address I'll be at, and if I'm caught away from that address, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a big fine. Um, yeah. So it's it, it's crazy. But if if I had dr- drove down from Northern Ireland to Southern Ireland, I wouldn't have to. Yeah. So unless you're from the Republic, um, because if you're in the Republic, you are limited to where you can go. It was five kilometers, but it's now twenty kilometers. Yeah. It's um it's a bit of a yeah. Look, I don't mind. I don't mind going back and quarantining. I chose Cork instead of Dublin because it's a it has a garden. It's a it's a bigger place. I don't have to be stuck in an apartment for for 14 days. So I'm looking forward to getting back, bit of fresh air. I'm excited. Um and hopefully record a few podcasts back there too. Yeah, well, good to have you back. And um, we'll we'll definitely meet up when you're when you're up this end, end of the woods for sure. And you're out of quarantine. Yeah. But let, let's talk about the guests we have on the show today because today is probably a really interesting one because of what Peter has done when it came to anyone that doesn't know. We've actually got Peter on the show who opened twelve bank accounts. Mad some man. Of the, yeah. So some original banks, the old banks, and also some new banks, the challenger banks. So you've got some interesting stats. Yeah, I, I you know it. This this came off the back of obviously we've interviewed uh, Steve O'Hare from TechCrunch, and Steve Steve wrote an article with with Peter's findings. It's incredible, right? It's it's so much effort. Open twelve bank accounts in in general is effort. What Peter has done, and you'll hear it in the podcast today. We won't go on about it too much and ruin it, but he has mapped every single click. Every single click, every single form, everything you have to do from from signing up, freezing your card, international bank transfers, he has ranked them independently. Um, and since then, every single bank that he's spoken to has reached out to him. So, so that is how good his findings are. And I just think yeah. we should probably get into the show, right? I think people just want to hear what this is. So look, let's hear from Peter um, from Built for Mars Agency. Yeah, it's one, one shot, not a Peter, you're the man who's signed up to 12 different banks, which is probably my idea of hell, Peter, to be honest. <laughs> or, el- or else Peter has a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know. Spreading, spreading his risk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, the idiot that signed up to 12 banks. <laughs> so obviously we've seen, first of all, right, obviously a bit, a bit of background about yourself to put it into context, but there's a really good reason why, why you've done it. Um, so, so for people listening, what's a bit about, a bit about Peter Ramsey? What's your, what's your background? What are you doing? Sure. So um, effectively what I do at the moment is uh, it's a bit vague job title, but like help people build products. And um, that normally ends up being like experience based. So like UX and 
And so this study was just uh, really, I just thought it'd be interesting. And it was something that like, it took me so long, right? But I, when I started, I was like, oh, it'll take me like a week and it'll be like a really interesting article. And then I accidentally spent so much time on it that it became this really big thing. How long? How long did you spend? Uh, at the moment, I'm, I was trying to work out in the hours. It's been like, like maybe a thousand hours. Maybe really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, what you don't see is, you know, to get to that article that takes, what, like five minutes to read. You know, I was sat there, you know, counting every word on every screen, logging, you know, how long it took every page to load, like a bunch of stuff that never made the cut because it just wasn't interesting enough. Um, yeah. But I, was- I must say it, it is actually beautifully put together. Yeah. You know, the way the way you've got it laid out, it's actually very simple. It's it's easy to read. It's easy to understand. And the way you've broken it down between the 12 banks as well it, it is lovely. But so, so before we, I, I don't want to go too ahead in case anyone listening here doesn't have a clue what we're talking about. Um, let's just go back to, to why you were saying you were doing this and why you wanted to do it. Yeah, so it was just, um, so on my, uh, I guess, plug my website, right? On on my uh blog is i guess it's like i'm a i guess i'm a consultant i i'd never say i'm a consultant but i guess that's what i am um i publish like free case studies that show uh companies like disney plus or or something like that like these are the small mistakes they've made and this is how they could make their product better um and it's you know predominantly designers that read my stuff and then uh hopefully they have a few things they can learn and you know it's definitely not bankers um but this study was like I think it'd be cool to open 12 banks and then really answer like, is Monzo actually any better than these other banks or is it all just like fluff? Um, and the answer is kind of yes and no, right? And so that's the interesting thing is like, what have they done that's different? Um, does that make a real difference? And, you know, ultimately, can these big banks catch up? Like, do they understand what the difference is? Yeah, it, it's something that I it's something that I've always thought about, right? I always think of the big incumbent banks and are they sitting in their in their, you know, um 15 story offices kind of screaming into their uh into their pillows about you know, we are just as good, you know, the user experience is just as good, but we but people won't listen, right? Or we can't get the message across. Um, is that happening or are they really worse? You know, and, and are, is Monzo and Revolut and Starney Bank just better at delivering a message? But obviously you you found the answer, right? So in ge- we'll obviously get into the nitty gritty. In general, right, as, a, as an overall, who did you think performed the, the best overall and, and why? The big one. Uh-huh. So, right, let me preface this with like a politician's answer, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll edit we'll this bit out, it's all right. <laughs> um, you know, there are things that some of the banks have done better than others, right? Like, you know, cut to the chase. I think I think Monzo has the best experience of all the banks. And and the reason for that is, and I just want to say, I've not been paid by any of the banks, right? But I've got no I was going to ask, I was going to ask how much are Monzo paying you? <laughs> Yeah, I've got no affiliation, nothing. Um, you know, Monzo are super consistent in in almost all of their areas, right? And and there's like definitely from an from outside looking in, you can see there's like a culture of like we care about our experience, which isn't just like UX pixel experience. It's like everything, right? Um, but there are that's some, good to hear. Yeah, well, I I think that's I think that's like genuinely true. The challenger banks are all better than the other banks right 
Like, in my opinion, if, you, if you're just looking from a banking experience for an everyday consumer, I like not storing lots of money in an account where you're really worried about, I need to go into branch and withdraw, you know, bags of cash or whatever, right? Or I'm not looking to get a mortgage from this bank. If you're just looking for an everyday bank, like any of the three challenger banks, I think will will do you well. And and I say that, you know, I know that Revolut, like, you know, their banking license, whatever, mm. maybe not a typical bank, but um, I would say Monzo, Monzo probably takes the hat uh, out of the three of them, but the three of them are all very good. And then I would also say the fourth and fifth is definitely um, Barclays and Lloyd's in that order, mm. right? Like, like Barclays were exceptionally good in many areas and the chapters that haven't come out yet. So international payments is the next one. Um, they do so well in that. And, and I think, you know, I haven't written the conclusion for that yet, but I'm pretty sure the conclusion will be like Barclays actually is better than at least two of the traditional, uh, two of the challenger banks, yeah. right? So what, what, what are the chapters? What were like, because I know like you were comparing them all, but what were the chapters? As in, like, what's why did I call them chapters? No, as in, as in, what way did you break it down? Like, because if we're saying that the the user experience was 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 probably the best with with Monzo, like, what way were you breaking it down? Because as you said, uh, international money transfers. What what way did you break them down? Yeah, so I it was all pretty organic. Like when I started, I was like, um, I'll do the opening account bit, and then you know maybe I'll do a few more, and then as I've I've settled on doing six just because I think that'd be a nice amount, right? And then I'll stop and do something else. Um, but the chapters are like journeys that people go on, right? So opening an account was the first one because it kind of made sense. And then I did making my first payment. So setting up a payee, paying someone some money. Um, the third one, freezing your card. And then, yeah, the next three. Are, so it's like each chapter is like a thing you may do with a bank um hopefully quite often yeah yeah i i did see that there was uh, a slight bit of flexing going on from uh, the only one i seen was chad west but i'm sure other banks have kind of done it as well but what he was posting up about um he posted on linkedin about the number of clicks to create an account and obviously revolut is on is on 24 uh 14 ahead of of starling bank and uh, you know over 1 million views and seven, 735 comments Oh, it's gone. It's gone more than that. So I've, so just from people like, so Chad uh, messaged me privately on Twitter because there was some drama with that, right? Because um, he didn't credit me in the in the post. Oh, did he not? All so right. it got. I thought you did. So, so it got to like a million views before, and like people in the comments were like, "Where's the source of this?" Right? Because it's out of context of like the broader study was actually. Um, you know, this is the number of clicks to open an account, but there are way more variables that you should care about. Like the clicks is like, this is a broad measure of effort. And then what else really matters? Um, but then he messaged me and he was like, hey, you know, and I don't know him, so I'll take this on face value. But he was like, hey, I'm really sorry. That was like an oversight. And then he, and then he tagged me. Yeah. But it went up to like yeah. one and a half. But yeah, LinkedIn's been nuts. People like people have been getting in touch with me that I haven't heard of in like years. Like it's my entire LinkedIn feed, right? Uh, and just of the messages people have shown me, it's had it must have had 
like 15 million LinkedIn views. Really? You know, it's because it's it's eye-catching, right? Because it's it's such a hot... You know, these fintechs and against traditional banks, it's such a hot topic. And you, you obviously see, you know, um, Tristan from Monzo and Chad from Revolut and Tom and, and, and people share, uh, you know, we've won this award for the best, this, that, and the other. And it's kind of the self-promotion, which they're entitled to do, obviously. But if it's an independent, that's what's interesting. If someone has independently gone, I've checked everything. That's why people are finding it so interesting. Mm. Yeah, that. and you know, credit to Revolut, like like Chad should have shared it, right? And and I think getting you know getting your process down to as as few touch points as possible is impressive, and like they should shout about that. Um, have you had any? Have you what, had because because obviously, right? You did it because it's you know it's super interesting and 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 it's what and it's what you do. But you you obviously did it to to generate awareness for you uh, for your business, right? Um, because because that's why people people do things like that. And and have you seen anyone? Has any banks approached you? Has anyone approached you and said we'd like you to help? Because obviously that's your gig. Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah quite a lot. I mean, it's um, I don't want to you know go out there and say like gloat about how much work I've got or anything but it's been like I'm booking stuff into next year right uh, of, of some pretty cool stuff but I've always been super selective about like who I work with anyway so um it's just I've now got like I've had to rope a friend in to help me answer emails really <laughs> uh yeah because it's like I, I must get an email every like 10 minutes at the moment and and it's mostly from people like hey I've seen it can you help me and you know startups without money and i'm like look I, I can't do this for you but like let's have a quick call and i'll just do my best to like give you some pointers mm. or whatever yeah here's one for you peter just just on that right obviously the the larger banks have have fallen down in 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 quite some glaring areas right um you know first direct is 120 clicks to create an account versus 24 from Revolut, you know, and, and, and HSBC is 99 and co-op 92. It's, it's, it's a huge difference. Why can't they, I think I might know the answer this already, but I want to, I want to hear it. Why can't they simply replicate what Revolut are doing? Why can't they say, right, we're just going to have these steps. Is it, is it because they're too big, too many people have to pass it. They're too big to change. Is it regulatory? What is the, what's the reason? Yeah. Good question. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so um so most of the banks have already been in touch with me mm. right uh to basically either point out because i've got some stuff wrong right so a good example of this is so i'll use starling right so starling got in touch to say you say something about our address history field which is slightly inaccurate and you know, I went back and, and changed it as soon as they told me that. I was like, I'm really sorry. Like, because what happened is I went down one journey, but they, but then I said something like, you know, they only ask for one address history when actually they asked for like six months. And so I wanted it to be super accurate. Right. And yeah. Um, so a lot of them have been in touch to like point out things or, and then we just get talking. But, and, you know, in terms of like when they change stuff, you know, my, like I've, hundreds of people from these banks are subscribed for like every episode right and and it what happened last week was i went to some of these banks and said hey the freezing card thing's coming out um i just want to check is this how it works and then in the time of me sending that message and me putting it live they updated it oh um so, yeah. so but that, that's is, what i wanted to sorry just before you say that the, the one thing i wanted to ask you there was 
when they when they get on to you to say that you've got something wrong, it's kind of unfair because you're not going on, say, uh, I was speaking to someone in, let's say, Starling Bank. I was speaking to someone in Starling Bank and this is how they told me something worked and this is how it works, guys. You're going on user experience and user experience is the way that you saw it because you tried this and this is what it took and you can only you can like this is where the whole thing comes down to user experiences and like one company made it super easy to find something where another company didn't that means that you're not saying that it's not there you're just saying from a user experience this one was a lot easier to use yeah 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 i mean the the, the thing with stalin was was it was like you know and monzo actually said a very similar thing like they both had the same point um, and it's true. The reason, so just to give you like context of that one, it's because because I passed like the credit search straight away, they didn't have to ask for more credit history. Um, so if I had failed my credit search, then I would have seen a different journey. So what they were saying is, hey, you're not lying. We, in fact, all the banks have been like super nice to me. Like not a single bank has been like anything but awesome. Um, but they, yeah, they were just saying, look, you wouldn't have seen this journey because you passed the credit search, but you say something that isn't true. And, or as in you say something that like makes it sound like we don't do that, but actually we do. And I want yeah. it just to be true because, you know, I don't want to go around saying something that's like not fair on any of these banks. Right? like, as I say, I don't have like an affiliation with any of them. Um, you know, I haven't got, I'm not picking sides or anything. Yeah. Uh, so, so from a, obviously do you feel with Revolut, um, because there was there was actually a bit of an argument on on um, a post that Startup Van put up a couple of weeks ago, um, and it was regarding a sifted article, and I, I know Chad jumped in and and he was saying to the journalist from Sifted that you know why wasn't why wasn't um, a Revolut mentioned in this article? It's always Monzo. Why wasn't Revolut? And then she jumped in and said, you know, I didn't include Revolut because you're not actually a bank. And then it was kind of goes backwards and forwards in this big yeah. route. Do you think um, the fact that that they don't have a, a you know a UK banking license? Do do you did you factor that in, or is that something that you you consider throughout, or or do you, did you just look at these as they're all uh, institutions to 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 hold and manage and spend money? Yeah, there's there's a guy on on LinkedIn who seems to go around like posting Revolut's not a bank on like every <laughs> single post that I get tagged in, um, like. I don't know why people like I don't know why there's that distinction because um you know I chose them because Revolut like if you if you stop 100 people in the street and ask them about Revolut like they will like most of them will say oh that's a bank right like they they don't they're not like you know they're not a bank on paper but people consider them to be a bank so when you when you say to someone like i'm going to open a bank revolut is definitely in someone's mind at the moment yeah uh, so if i didn't include revolut it would have been like well why didn't you include revolut revolut are great revolut have fewer clicks revolut's faster and then you know i wanted to include them so at least there was that comparison and i could have done 20 banks right like there are so many banks out there um you know the small banks but i had to stop somewhere yeah I suppose it's it's a blessing and a curse that everything is so easy. Like as you said there, like you you ask someone, is this correct? And in the space of an email coming back, they were able to update it or change it. Um, I, I have a question for you, and it's probably going to 
relate around how easy it is to actually open up a bank account. And I know how easy it is. I've got a Revolut account. I've also got a Starling account. Um, I don't. I, I started uh, a Monzo one, but it was a good while ago when I was in the waiting list and I never took it any further from there. But h- how easy did you find? I, I know how easy it is for the, say, the online banks or the challenger banks. How easy or long was it for you to open up bank accounts with the more traditional banks? Yeah, really hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so it took, so, you know, I, I started opening the bank accounts um, at the very beginning of March, right? And I, and I opened them all within the same, like, week. Um, and yeah, like the ones that took ages. So like, I don't want to, you know, HSBC, right. They took ages. Um, and someone has actually been in touch to explain to me why it took ages. And it's a very much like, oh, that makes sense. But like, still that's bad practice, right? Like they, they was it online or did you have to go down? Uh, no, so to a a branch. So I set the rule of like, I will not go into a branch, like as if I'm, you know, like this was actually before quarantine. Right. But I was like, I'm not going to go into a branch. I'm just going to play the, like, I have to be at home because some people I like, couldn't go to a branch. Right. Um, what I did have to do in the end was um, like phone some of these companies. Cause some of the ones that started taking more than like 20 days, I was like, this study's never going to happen. Right. It, I like it after 20 days. I was like, am I actually getting a bank account? So I did have to call some of them and they, they required some chasing. Um mm you know, Nationwide sent me terms and conditions in the post I had to physically sign and then post back. Like I've never seen wow. before. Like I had to like ink signature, um, which is bizarre, but like uh, it was quite, it wasn't easy, but. Yeah. No, the, the reason I ask is because we actually had Tom uh, on one of our shows behind the curtain. And one of the questions that I asked him when it came to Monzo and other challenger banks was retention rate. And with it being so easy for a challenger bank, for, for a consumer to be able to open up an account with a challenger bank, how uh, does it look for, say, the actual bank when it comes to if they if they do something that upsets a, a customer, it's so easy for that customer to leave and set up a bank account within the same day. And the whole thing with the traditional banks and more when it comes to, say, a business bank account is they know that when someone comes in to open up a business bank account with them, that um, the chances are they're not going to leave. And the reason they're not going to leave is because it's so frustrating to go in and open up a bank account. And especially, I know you, you weren't looking at business bank accounts and uh, I'm, I'm kind of half talking about a business bank account here, but the amount of paperwork you had to fill out, the 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 manager you had to meet the whole or whatever way it was you like for the if someone annoyed you in the bank like we've we've got problems with some of the banks that we work with on a, on a business level and for the frustration of going in and opening up a new bank account we haven't done that you know so that my, my question was like if, if it's so easy for say a customer to open up a bank account um, and let's say they're with Monzo and Monzo annoys them. They can up, uh, they can open up a Revolut account with the click of a finger. Mm. I hadn't really thought about that, but that's, that's spot on. Um, I mean, so, you know, in the, in the early days, like before I published this, I was trying to think about, um, like how I will take it to market. Like what's the edge going to be, right? Like, you know, what's the kind of, 
And I think in the end I went for, well, in the end I went for what the challenger banks did differently. But at one point I was thinking when Monzo, like when Mondo came out, right? Like um, I remember opening an account with them and it was like um, what they did that was so amazing. Now, Revolut and Starling, whatever, that like they they might have done the same thing, but I definitely heard about Mondo first. Like I, I think I think that's I think they might have been out first. But I've read anyone who doesn't know that was Monzo's original yeah. name. Yeah, which at the time outraged me, right? And then now I it's like, oh Mon- Monzo is actually a better name. Uh I don't know if you're on that poll they did. But um anyway, so when I signed up for that account, I I was like why is it okay for me to open another bank account? Like I just did it without thinking about it, but I never would have gone, you know what? I'm going to open a nationwide account or I'm going to open like a, cause as you say, like it's so much stress. Um, but I wasn't even like preempting the effort required. I was like, like having five bank accounts, um, just feels weird. Right? Like you wouldn't just open another bank account because banks are pretty boring. Like, why would you do that? Whereas, like Monzo with their, like when they were a travel account and um, like a travel card, suddenly it was okay to open another bank account. Cause it's like, well, it's just a travel card, right? Like it's not the stress. It's just an app. Like it's not a real yeah. bank. And then what that did is that sent a bet that like set a benchmark of like, um, I can, can, I can now compare my current bank to something because when you only have one bank account or two bank accounts, you know, say you had Santander and Lloyd's, right? You don't know what HSBC are doing. You don't know what Barclays are doing. Like people don't follow banks on Twitter and like, oh, these guys have a new feature out. I might change bank. Um, so it's like Monzo appeared and then suddenly everyone had a benchmark of like, like, you know, wow, like banks can like actually be decent apps. Um, yeah. But I never really thought about it from a, like people wouldn't change because it's so much effort. Yeah, it's interesting when we were obviously both Irish, but when we we before we even moved to London, actually a, a good bit before we even moved to London, we come over to um, Silicon Drink about like a tech meetup startup thing um, over from Dublin. And we said, look, let's check it out. And um, we were talking to one of the organizers and they said, oh, that, that guy over there starting a, starting a bank and he's, he's handing out bank cards tonight and getting people signed up. They're called Mondo. And we were like, starting a new bank that's crazy you know and it's um right now it's the it's, it's the norm right people are people are signing up to banks left right and center um but back then it was such a strange it was such a strange thing and especially banking in ireland was uh, you know five years behind here i know Revolut are doing well in ireland now i think they have a, a million customers or something but back then it was um it was crazy it was nuts um so what do you think like because obviously you guys have met tom uh Monzo. what do you think he would make of um make of this like study I think he'd love it yeah i think i think i think he'd love the 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 independence of it um i'd also think he'd he'd, he'd generally take it away because he's he's just been known for a guy to kind of get shit done you know and i think he'd probably take it away and 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 do and and help and do improvements and try and and, and try and make it better for sure um they're probably though the only ones that don't need to take it away yeah like like if, if they're setting the bar as you said there um Peter, like it's it's the more traditional banks that need to take this away, and I I know like Monzo uh, are having their 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 troubles at the moment where they're where they're letting one hundred and twenty staff go. Like we we don't know what's happening with the more traditional banks if they're sitting on a huge amounts of cash that they can afford to to ride out the storm, um, and for how much longer it's going to go on for, no one really knows. But they're the ones that should be really taking this away and analyzing how their customers want to 
to work with with their own bank accounts. And like Monzo haven't invented banking, neither of Starting Bank or Revolut or N26 or any of those, but they've just made it better. And it's it's a lot easier for someone to come along and make something better than it is for, say, a big company to realize what needs to be changed and go ahead and change it. Because like if you think of it, they're working on on an old infrastructure where the likes of Revolut have come in our Monzo have come in with something absolutely brand new and they're able to add and add and add and add and add. And I probably use, um, well, we all use the, the the banks for different reasons. Like I'm using Revolut quite a lot because I like being able to see where I'm spending money and how I'm spending it, you know, broken down between groceries, uh, online spending, uh, whatever it might be. But I also like it for being able to buy the odd uh, stock in, in, in some shares, you know, so th- there's so many different reasons, but they're able to just copy each other uh, with the likes of Revolut and Monzo and and, and, and are able to copy each other so fast that if one adds something like, as you said, they can see it and go, oh, we're going to add that. And they can turn it on really, really fast, like travel insurance. Yeah. So, you know, so like at, at what stage does does car insurance c- come and what what stage does, uh, does house insurance come? Mortgages, you, you, you name it. It's just so easy for them to be able to turn this on. Mm. Yeah, I think. That there's a yeah, there's a few things there. Like, you know, I would say the big differentiator between Revolut and and Monzo, uh, not to discredit Starling in that equation, but you know, definitely between the two of them is like Revolut do a lot more, right? And there was a point in time where like I would say their apps were of equal level of experience. I think Monzo has kept it simpler and. You know, ultimately, when I use Revolut now, there's a lot there. And it seems like every time I turn the app on, there's like a new feature, right? Um, so I'm like, I'm not convinced that the world of banking needs to do everything. I th- yeah. Like if it stayed at the Monzo level or, you know, even the Starling level, right? And and that's all I want from a bank. Like, I, I think the world's moving more towards like, we just want one good thing to do like it really well, right? Because yeah. there will be someone else who does car insurance really well. Um, you know, I think that's, and I think those two companies especially will like move apart in that direction. Mm. I think they have said that, and they, they want to be more of like a financial service. You know? Why do you think, um, why do you think, and, and we all have our own opinions on this, but why do you think Bo, um, or uh, RBS's Bo Bank, uh, why do you think that failed? Was that just down to, um, you know, just being attached, just being even associated with an older bank and they still had those incumbents to kind of, you know, thinking to kind of jump through. Um, was it just timing? Was it, you know, the the modern, ba- the neo banks are too far ahead? There's probably a load of things and everyone has their, their opinion. Um, but why why do you feel that they, they couldn't pull it off? Yeah, Um you know, certainly the association to a bank, it's like when a startup gets acquired by like a massive company, right? And and you think it's going to really help, but actually what happens is like the incumbent company just doesn't know how to run a startup. And, you know, that happens all the time. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't know enough about it to know if that's definitely what happened, but I think, you know, like I can't say which, but so one of the, the big incumbent banks that in in this study kind of reached out to me and, and you know i was discussing with them like quite quite a senior person there right and i was discussing with them like 
hey, I should come in and and like show you guys because like you know if you if you had the resources, you could build an app that's as good as these challenger banks, right? Like what they're doing is like the apps are fairly simple. They're you know the banking stuff's cool, but the apps are definitely replicable. Mm. Uh, and they turn and they, what they said to me was. Look, we would love to, but there's so much politics in the like layers beneath me that like I wouldn't even know. Like you would be like a grenade that I'm throwing into the company, and like I've got no idea like which middle manager you'll land mm. on, right? Yeah, um, that's not. You know, people talk about technical debt for these challenger for these incumbent banks, but there's also political debt. There's career debt, right? People who have spent forty years working on these products, they don't want someone to come in and start fresh mm. uh, you know, in a language they don't speak like these old banks are written in you know languages that you wouldn't start a company in now right? yeah i i did yeah. i did actually yeah. meet somebody who's working for one of those large banks um and he's leading innovation in one of the uh, one of the biggest banks and i said well how, how's that and he actually came he actually came from um one of the challenger banks right so they they kind of poached him from there and I said, how's it going? You know, obviously, like, it's nice being in a position, I suppose, where you can make you can make real change, right? And, and, and they need to adapt, they need to change. And he goes, well, it's not that easy. Basically, my role is I sit with my team, brainstorm, come up with an idea, bring it, um, bring it to my boss. They love the idea. They bring it to their boss. They love the idea, but they say that we actually have to bring it. It's in a di- completely different language. It doesn't go ahead. And then they start with the next idea. That idea was great. Keep them coming. So basically, he said, in a way, it's frustrating, but in a way, it's the easiest job ever because they come up, come up with these kind of pie in the sky, crazy ideas. Love that idea. It's not happening. It will never happen. But brilliant. Keep keep them coming. Um, you know, yeah. and it's he's he's obviously on in a position like that for a big bank. He's on big money, and he says the easiest job ever. <laughs> yeah. Any jobs yeah. going there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's you know. But when I think about like the short term, you know, these big banks aren't going anywhere just because there is like, I can't deny there's a level of trust that these banks have that's like irrational, right? If I think about, you know, if I was going to put life savings in a bank, I wouldn't pick a challenger bank. And and I, there's no reason for that. Like rationally, it's just, you know, part of me is like, you know, well, I would quite like to see you know, the guy in the suit down at the local branch, right? Um, and there's no reason why I want a branch. I don't go into the branch ever, right? But so in the short term, I think these these big banks will be fine. But like, you know, 10 years from now, like, how does that look if if these challenger banks, and there'll be more challenger banks that find kind of niches of their own, right? Um, mm. you know, when there are 12 challenger banks that are doing quite well, uh, then how does that look? Or, or will these challenger banks just struggle, you know, monetizing, what they've got now and yeah well there's so much more going on with a traditional bank than just looking after um consumers personal bank accounts like if you there's there's mortgages going on there's there's trades going on worldwide they're selling derivatives you know there's so much going on with a traditional bank that this is like i don't know banking but i'm taking it that this is such a small part of what they do, yet you you compare the likes of a, a Nat West to a Monzo when they're yes, that's what Nat West do, but that's all that Monzo do. You know what I mean? And where like Nat West does that and so much more. Where like th- this is where, as you were saying there, Graham, that 
they come up with these ideas and it's real. That's a great idea. Thanks. Put it in the pile with the rest of them, you know, keep them coming. We'll burn them at the end of the year and we can start all over again. You know, like if if it was something where, you know, this is all they did, you know, if you take, I don't know, um, HMV and Spotify, you know, you can see where, oh shit, what's happening here? You know, everyone's going online. Everyone wants to get their music at, at the click of a finger. They don't want to come into the store to buy a, a CD anymore. You know, you you get that. Like, and they don't need to come in to buy it because they have it on their, on their phones. But if that was a very small part of what HMV do, they'd still be around or, you know, I don't, you know, they'd still be as big as they were, if not bigger. You know, where with this everyone's kind of going why don't they just do it why don't they why not do that it goes it, it there's a bit of that going on but there's also a huge amount of the foundations that they're working on at the moment as well they can't create the type of companies that the likes of monzo are creating because monzo are starting fresh with the with the latest technology um and and the latest ideas and they can go to tom they can knock on tom's door uh, I don't know how easy it is now once they're five or six years in, yeah. but two years ago, they could have knocked on or shouted over to Tom at the other side of the room going, what about this? And he gone, I love it. Let's do it. You know, where that guy who's, who's quite high up there, Graham, he said, he doesn't even know who yeah. to go to. Did you, you guys, yeah. you guys don't buy CDs anymore. Well, Peter, you're a DJ, so you're still you buying go. records. I take oh, it. I'm, I'm not anymore. I, yeah, not anymore. But um, that was... sorry, ba- DJ slash banking yeah. expert. Now. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm much better at banking than I'm a DJ. Anyway. <laughs> do, you, do you know what actually really impressed me a couple of months back? And it would have been, a, I'm sure, I didn't try, but it would have been a total nightmare with it, especially with my Irish bank that I that I that I still have an account in. I had to show proof of address, so I just went on to Monzo, changed my address, you know, screenshot it and sent it, and that was accepted. Whereas, imagine having to change your address with a traditional bank. Like everything you'd have to go through would be, would be, would be crazy. But look, we're probably coming up and um, we're, we're over 30 minutes. But Peter, thank you so much. Super insightful. And we're looking forward. Was there three remaining? There's three remaining um, chapters. Six in total. Six yeah. in total, so, three remaining. Well, look. What, what are the three? What are the three remaining before we go? So the next one, international payments, which is right. like an absolute slog fest. It's like uh, some of these guys do it so poorly. Um, the the one after that is open banking. So I put out a poll and that was like the most voted for one. And then the sixth one is still a question mark, right? There's a few options, um, but I'm trying to think of like a good finale. Mm. But uh, Interesting. Have you got any, uh, what, what would you do? If you, what would you want to see? Ooh, I see it. I suppose you're going to have to think of something that they all yeah. do. Yeah. That's a, that's a and like, I, so, you know, I wanted to do customer service, right? And I thought that'd be great. And like one of the things would be, you know, how long does it take to get someone on the phone? But like given like current circumstances to to eat up hours of like customer support time for my own study, like, I don't know, something about that doesn't sit right. Like at this point. No, definitely not. Definitely um, not. So that kind of threw a spanner in and I was like, and then, but people were voting for it. And I was like, oh God, like I, I can't do a good one on that now. Right. Uh, so, it, so it's got to be something that's not customer service. Um, well, then again, you're you're only one person, you know, so there's only so much time that you're actually going to take up. And, you know, I suppose the, these banks still need to provide a service in, in times of need 
which which is now and this is probably what's going to also set the standard going forward like who looked after us when we needed the most yeah yeah didn't didn't they, um didn't monzo send out some to send out an email about their updating you know their their online chat and only doing it for emergencies i didn't i didn't actually read it fully i probably should have i tried using that emergency chat. so this is so here's a good example right so i um as i was testing that idea i was, I was like because if it was only going to take a minute of their time i was like uh, maybe it is fine but realistically, I'd have to do it quite a few times and then get like a mean average, to be fair. So it would end up being like a lot of time. But I sent a message to the three challenger banks at 9 p.m. And I hadn't I hadn't heard back from any of them within like four hours. Mm. Um, you know, all, all three of them. And it was something like that. You know, maybe it wasn't four, maybe it was two, but it, it was certainly like a long time. Um, so, yeah, that, that overnight support is certainly struggling. There must be a lot of people with yeah no of course without without a doubt for sure i think they get a free pass right for having like a slow customer chat right now yeah Yeah. there's one there's one thing that always freaked me out with the likes of of revolut when i was using it and the, the problem i had with revolut is at times you use your card you go into a shop you use a card and the money comes out and the the person behind the cashier turns around and goes that didn't go through and you're real well it came out of my account it's real well it didn't go through what? so it's real kind of, yeah like it's it's happened a, a co- it's happened a couple of times where you know it the transaction has gone through and it, it it's come out of your of your account but the 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 shop hasn't received the money you know so what you have to do then is you have to get onto support and go look um, my money came out but it, it didn't go through um, and it takes it can take uh, three or four days for it to be mm. returned to you now it is always returned because if it didn't go through the the the, the transaction uh wasn't a proper transaction you get your money back but the frustration thing there is that it might be fine if you've got plenty of money in your account and you can afford to go for four days without that money that you had, you know, depending on what you're buying, you know, obviously. But it's one of those ones that's just frustrating. And I would, I personally, when it comes to, um, right, if I could only pick one card and I had to shoot off somewhere and there's something crucial I need to buy and I didn't want to get stuck anywhere, I would probably grab my traditional bank card because I know it's not going to happen with them. You know, that's one thing. Now, I know when it happened with Revolut, they were using an external company at the beginning and it wasn't all being run through Revolut, but I think it is now. Mm, I've never heard that. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. That's happened to you as well, Yeah, it's happened, several, it's happened yeah. several times and people I know it's happened several times. It's really kind of, you, you scan you scan your card, it comes up on it comes up on Revolut and you go to walk away and you say, sorry, it hasn't gone through. And then you have to do it again. And then you just, yeah, you just basically um, go, go to chat as, uh, as Mark said. But then again, it hasn't happened uh, in a long time. I think as Mark said, they brought the, they brought whatever was going wrong, they brought it in-house, um, which obviously, which obviously solved it. Yeah, no, it, it actually happened to somebody else I know there. And this isn't a dig at Revolut. I know these things oh, happen. Damn it, Revolut. Um, but, it, yeah, but it actually happened to someone I know uh, uh, three weeks ago, you know? Oh, okay. So, um, so yeah, it, it, it does still go on, but it, it's just frustrating. It's probably one of those things that if it happened with your traditional bank, you're not getting a notification straight away. So mm-hmm. you don't know, yeah. you know, like if, if they go, the transaction didn't go through, you go, oh, okay, uh, maybe there's a problem with the bank and you walk off. You know, when you check your account, maybe a day or two later, because you're not, it, you weren't always checking it at the, at the click of a finger, you know, um, where now it, it, you see it, it pops up like a message, you know, didn't go true or did go true and you're all kind of, but it came out, 
you know so i don't know maybe one or two things that they need to just work on mm, nice interesting there's one for you. You can you can dig <laughs> yeah, deeper into yeah, those. Yeah. Peter, look, really okay. appreciate your time. We know it's a Friday afternoon. You want to you want to get DJ and get a beer on, uh, but but uh, but thank you so much for joining. We really appreciate it. No problem. No problem. It's Cheers, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Take care. See ya. Thanks everyone so much for tuning in. If you are listening to this on iTunes, please do leave a review because it really helps our rankings. And also if you're listening to this on Spotify, please do share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe and thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out the next episode.